What's going on, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to episode number six of the Dudality Podcast, where our motto is living comfortably uncomfortable. My name is Ian Perez, joined as always by Jonathan Mercado, Victor Rivera, and Chris Zor. We're four ordinary dudes with extraordinary dreams. Jonathan, help us out, my man. Well, it's Super Bowl Sunday. Let's oh. go. Who do you who do you got? Who do you got? Uh, this is my this is my this is my here. I expect the Kansas City Chiefs to win, but I'm actually rooting for the Bucks to win. You know why? Because Tom Brady. I want that. I want that. I want to say fool. Can can I say fool here? I don't know, but I just did. Anyway, <laughs> what's wrong with fool? I don't know. I might, might offend someone. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> but nah, if I was uh, I'm with Tom Brady, if he wins, he needs to retire. I would retire on top like that. Or it's all hard. Ooh, it's hard do. when you have that dog mentality, brother. Because he even said he's gonna keep going. Man, he's just in it for the money. That's all. Like get a TB12 shirt. So I don't know, brother. More, uh, when you're when you're in that deep, you love the process, brother. That's. Mm. I mean, I get it. I get. I think I'll be the same mm. way. But you know what? I would retire. Be like, oh, you said I couldn't win without Belichick. Take this. Um, leaving into the sunset. I'm gone. <laughs> I'm a legend. <laughs> yeah, I get that. Like, if you're in it for the money type, and you know when the you want to go out on a legacy on a high, but when you're a real dog and you're like you're gonna keep fighting until you've got nothing left. That's you. Oh, yeah. That's you. No, it's not yeah. just me. I mean, but <laughs> majority of the time, right? Like, if you look at it, most people would say, I wish I just could have kept going. That's, That's true. Yeah. Yeah. Like, not having no regrets. Like, I could have. Yeah. Man, like, man, I, I still had like, a couple left in the tank. Like, let's go. But That's I feel you. Is. I feel you. I feel the exact same way. Like, I expect Kansas to win, but I'm rooting for the GOAT as well, man. Just the mindset. Because he's playing not off performance. His performance is, you know, not as peak as it was before. But he's playing with mindset. He's playing with strategy. He's playing with all the experience. Yep. And so that's what I'm excited to see today. Scott, Chris, your mic, your mic, brother, your um. Oh, my bad. There you go. Um, I'm rooting for Kansas City because Brady was was my was like my my other nemesis. Like I was talking about Kobe before. Like I'm a Peyton Manning fan, so like they were rivals. So I got to root for Kansas City. You're so loyal. I love it, dog. You're so loyal. <laughs> <laughs> like, I don't but, I, Yeah, go ahead. I was going to say, but I do respect what Brady has been able to do. I don't hate him the way I used to, but, like, as I grow no red, there's no player that I actually hate. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I still can't root for him. And you can't hate him, though, like, for sure. If you could just see all the work that he's put in and all the discipline and staying focused – I can't hate yeah. the man because he's so good. We can't. I used, hate the, I used to hate on the Patriots, all the Patriot fans. Nah, of course, yeah, like I get that. I'm just like tired you're, of you're in the weakest, weakest like division ever. No wonder you're getting all the way to the Super Bowl all the time. But now, <laughs> like, really, my respect level went up, man. Yeah. <laughs> what you got, Ian? Uh, I just want a good game. I don't want to blow out. I'd like. Uh, I'm gonna say it's gonna be a 45-40. In favor of the, mm, I like that. That's a good game. That's a competitive up. game. Yeah, it's yeah. a good yeah. possession. I don't want to see a game where it's nobody's scoring and it's tough and it. I want to see a good. I want to see them battle. Yeah. 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 Speaking of Peyton Manning, as long as it wasn't like the Seattle Broncos Super Bowl, where it was a safety in the first thirty seconds and just blow out, I'll be happy. I just want some points. Ian's playing it safe. He just wants to see a good game. Um, let's see, LeBron. They asked LeBron. They're like, "Hey, who do you expect to win?" 
And his answer was, because he's friends with both, right? He's friends, like, you know, so he plays neutral. He's like, hey, I'm going to give you a safe answer. I just want to see a good game. <laughs> I just want to see a good game. Yeah. I wouldn't mind seeing either win. Like, Pat Mahomes is, is, is a Texas boy, and then Tom Brady is the coach. So, I mean, I yeah. would love to yeah, see him I, win one and, and ride into the sunset. I think all of Texas is rooting for the Chiefs because of Mahomes, Texas Tech. I'm also excited to see – the uh, the commercials. Oh, dude! Because I was reading about. I wasn't reading. I'm lying. I was watching the news. <laughs> I don't ever watch the news. But I was sitting down, tying my shoes, and the news is always on because my pops, like he's that generation, like the news first thing in the morning with some cup of coffee, right? And so <laughs> I was just tying my shoes, getting ready to bounce, and they were talking about how COVID has really increase the trajectory of technology so quick right because everybody's now having to pivot learn and take everything to a whole new level so they're expecting these commercials to be just on a whole different level level i'm excited to see like i you always get excited for the like the commercials but then like i don't know i feel like for the last i don't know how many years that most of them have been letdowns so it would be nice to see some good commercials. It should and be I a heard change. That. Yeah, this should be a change. Said, yeah, right. Uh, I know me and my son excited because like um, Disney is going to launch all these commercials on their new shows that are coming up, like the Star Wars oh, series, yeah. all the all the Marvel stuff that's coming up. So they got like all these like commercials lined up, like sneak peek movies and stuff. Like because a lot of them hold on, like held on to movies, like all of Tony Like so, they're going to launch a whole bunch this year so i'm excited to see what's coming i want i'm, I'm excited about that i well, heard I robin hood's gonna have a commercial too <laughs> oh, I bet. I bet. <laughs> we're sorry <Man. laughs> we're sorry sorry not sorry gonna be the commercial <laughs> check this out guys you know we gotta have a fun piece a little fun piece and it's always about getting to know us even more and valentine is around the corner i want to talk about what was y'all's first date? Like actual, you would call your first date. Where'd you go? I got this. Yeah, what's up? So first date, I won't say first, first date. I'm gonna say a first date with my wife because it's super funny. Yeah, um, yeah, 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 yeah. So um, so me and my wife, we were like different cities. We met- at, How old are y'all on this date? Oh, um, on the first date, um, like 17-ish, 18-ish, around there. How, how old were you guys when y'all met? I was 16, okay. 16. First, first met was 16. We, but we didn't really date like, like that until like a year later. <laughs> um, anyway, so anyway, I took her to the mall. Um, so there was a little, little, little mall. You know how the malls have like the eating cafeteria. Uh, cap- like, oh, yeah, the food court. <laughs> <laughs> So like we live in you can choose cities. anything you want. <laughs> <laughs> we're in different cities, like literally I different guess. cities. It's like uh, you want to say like uh, like Austin and Round Rock, but like a little bit more like farther it's further out. than that. That's further yeah. than that. So I had to, I had to like take a bus and a train. It took me an hour to get there to her house. So anyway, took her on a date, bought her flowers, teddy bear, and everything. So we're on the bus going to the to the <laughs> on the the metro. That's romantic, brother. And then, uh, so anyway, we're there. We, uh, we get our food, Chinese food. Um, uh, she's really not trying to eat. Uh, no. And then when we talk, like, years later, she's like, I was hungry as heck. I just didn't want to think I was, uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to be a lady. Yeah. Anyway, so anyway, uh, so we go and then we go back down. Like, we went to the top 
the top area. So we took the elevator. So when we're coming down, I was like, all right, I'm going to shoot my shot. I'm going to go for it. I'm going to go for the kiss. After Chinese food. Oh, that's bad. Well, <laughs> I don't know where it was now. It was before or after. Anyway, but uh, so I went for it. And then she dodged me, bro. She dodged me. Chinese she food, like, brother. She went like this. <laughs> I was like, oh, damn. I was like, all right. We just kind of chuckled and laughed and just like, all right. <laughs> all right. <laughs> that was rough, man. It's was- not you. It was your breath. So. <laughs> <laughs> it's not you. Don't take it personal, Vic. It was the breath. You probably had game, but it was the breath, brother. That's funny. Uh, anybody but- else? Like first date, bro. Like what do you think was awesome about your first date? What did y'all do? Um, for us, I think it was like we had just started. Like I had just asked her out to be my girlfriend. Give me the age. And, was, um, age means a lot. So they were like, "Oh, okay, that makes sense." So <laughs> creeper. We've been. <laughs> so it's 2010. So. Are you doing? That's math 11 years. <laughs> I was like what? Third. Oh, it's like no, you 22. Don't know how old you were. I was about like, I was about 22, uh, 21, 22. All right. So you and she was, yeah, and she was college age, yeah, 19, 20 or something like that. I don't remember the exact numbers, but, um, yeah. So we lived four hours apart when we first started dating. So long. So it was my first. So yeah, it was my first time going to visit her. Um, so I drove all the way out there, um, and. I didn't know what to do out there. So I mean, she sort of planned it out because I'd never been to her city before. So we ended up just getting some like Mexican food and then going to see Dear John. Uh, and then uh, after that, we went to the beach in Avila yeah. Beach like at, like at, at night and Super just walked around. And yeah, it was Well, she it was planned nice. it. He didn't plan it. So oh, that makes sense. <laughs> well, we kind of like kind of winged it, actually. It wasn't like a like really planned out Don't but, try and to it was actually yourself now and it was actually on valentine's day too oh damn it is nice brother yep. hey, what you got man that sounds um, like a grease movie <laughs> <laughs> now for me uh i don't know like dates were hard to come by with steph so i was wait, let me do the math now too. she was she was 19 and you're like I 25 20 you mother <laughs> I'm not gonna cuss. I'm not gonna cuss. Anyways, you had to ask the parents, like, "Hey, 22." Can no, Steph come out? <laughs> she was 19. I was 22. Um, and dates were hard to come by because uh, she had Kendra. You know, she had Kendra yeah. super early. Yeah. So at the time, Kendra was was three, uh, just turned four. So a lot of the early stage dates were just like her coming to my crib, my mom's crib, not my crib. And watching movies and you know eating some dinner and chilling and um and sometimes it would just be the park and we'd go hang out at the park or go swim for hours just because that's what kendra loved to do so i was yeah. a lot of our, our early early dates and then mm. yeah mine john i was 15 desert was 15 and our first date i already had a car by then like I wasn't supposed to be driving, but I was driving. I had a Camaro. Balling. And so I had it all planned out. I had roses. I was all dressed up, picked her up in my Camaro. I don't I'm surprised they even let her come with me. Like I wasn't even supposed to be driving. Thank and God. then 
I took her to a Chinese buffet. I don't know if it's a Mexican thing. <laughs> we like Chinese. You know what I'm <laughs> hey, but for me, I thought it was high maintenance. Like, like I always see people dressed up when I ate at this place. It's called Hong Kong. And so I remember picking her up, coming in, getting all dressed up, give her the roses, took her to Hong Kong, had a Chinese buffet. And I also remember her not eating as much, right? I was there slamming food, doing all this kind of good stuff. And uh, that was like my first official date, like of going out. The first date with Desiree was I took her to the movies and we watched Dodgeball and we made out the entire time. Like that was like the first official date. <laughs> but my like by myself, solo, like me paying for stuff and feeling, you know, good at age 15, it was Hong Kong. Yeah. And it's funny we mentioned this because I, I also bring this data. up. She's like, yeah, every time I got in your car, it always smelled like you were farting. <laughs> but she's never mentioned anything at all but it, i always get nervous like when i was around her it's like i was game day you know anybody who played sports you get the bubble guts <laughs> i would get that every time i would go and knowing i'm going to go pick her up and so that was gassy like a whole raid out i would oh lower the window God. down God. but i thought i was fresh i'm like i had my you know 15 i had cologne galore <laughs> yeah like the curve Axe yeah, body no, spray. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Nautica. Nautica was my thing. Nautica. Oh, Nautica too? Voyage. You too? Yeah, Nautica oh, was bro. my thing. I had the Nautica too. I had that too. So <laughs> I thought I was in the clear, but apparently as I tell these stories now, she's like, mm-hmm, brother, I smelt it every single time. <laughs> oh my. She, yeah, she, That's how I knew she was the one, dog. I know, right? <laughs> Soaked it in. Embraced it. Uh, yeah. So, Ian, we got a cool, we got a, we got a good topic today. Speaking of about Valentine's Day, Ian, I'm gonna swing it your way, baby. Hit yeah, relationships, man, they're a fickle, a fickle thing. Um, there's no real way, a perfect way to be in a relationship. And I myself, just based off doing research for this podcast, realizes there are some areas that I just suck, like really, really bad in. Um, but that's solely due to just. Um, being so hard-headed and un, like close-minded and then un, uneducated. So by doing this, I was able to educate myself on the different types of like love and affection. Like some people like uh, when their significant other does tasks for them just to kind of make their day easier. Some like words of affirmation, some like just physical contact, like having being hugged and kissed constantly. And it just kind of helps them mentally just to be reassured that this person's in it for the long haul. Um, so I kind of have a question for each of you is what style of affection or lover are you? Are you that person that likes hearing words and, you know, so what you're speaking of is the love language. Everyone has yeah. a love language, right? And you can have one or two of them. And this goes off the book, love language. Ian, did you read that book? I remember mm-hmm. giving it to you or you mentioned it to you a long time ago because it, it changed my relationship with, my kids and my wife and of course my friends to some degree it's hard with my relationship with my friends i'll talk about that later it just it gets a little a little different in my head and when it shouldn't be but anyways my love language is physical touch and quality time i gotta have this physical touch i gotta love you i gotta hold you i gotta caress you i gotta kiss you i love physical touch and then my next one it really fills up my love tank it's just quality time like I just want to be with you in the present and just talk. Oh my gosh, that makes me so freaking happy. What about you guys? What's the five? Does anybody know the five? Affirmation, words of affirmation, acts of service, quality time, physical touch, gift giving. Gift giving. All five. There you go. What do y'all? 
Yeah, for for me, um, I'm kind of like uh, the second one as far as John. I just like quality time. Uh, that's really it. it we, we don't have to be doing anything extravagant or shoot. We couldn't even, we like, if, if we talk, that's cool. If we don't, I'm cool too. Like, as long as we're doing, like, if we're together doing something, I mean, I'll take that back. I got to talk. Yeah. For me, <laughs> I, I was not taking back. I got to talk some, obviously. But for me, is that is, um, is just spending time because it doesn't have to be anything. I'm not real much of a gift. Uh, like, if you give me gifts, like, uh, I, I love that. And, uh, uh, but like, it doesn't like make me, you know, uh uh feel it doesn't turn you on yeah no, does not. <laughs> not. this jacket depends Ooh. on the gift i'm just kidding um uh, <laughs> man real man gifts i'm just kidding um <laughs> real man gifts um but yeah another thing for me is just um joking around like bagging on other folks like the back and forth y'all know if it's all they go back and forth a lot the banter that's like our love language I love it. I, I grew up with my brother and my sister, my dad, my mom. We bag on each other all the time. But let me clarify that only works when it's our love language. Because if you start doing it to somebody else that's not their love language, they can yeah. get emotional, emotional about it and get hurt and feel some type of way. That's my why it works is, with us because we have some degree of we're very similar. Yeah. My wife is not like that. My wife is the op- not the opposite, but. She'll joke around a little bit, but after a while, she gets yeah, pissed. Yeah. <laughs> she so you can give back. it. Yeah. So I, I ride the fine lines sometimes. You can give it to me all you want, Victor. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's awkward. me. It's really just time and just joking around. What you yeah, got, Chris? No, I, agree, I agree with that too. Like, I like. I for me, it's mostly about the quality time, and I do like to joke around a lot too. Like. My wife says I joke too much sometimes, but man, we um, don't even get that. Like, I, know, like, I mean, like, I don't, don't even get... give it to us, man. I'm like, when is this joking quotes. coming around? He's always talking it's... about joking. I'm like, where is this at? Can you give it to us? It <laughs> to a little, me, Chris. He, he has a clean. He has like the, the clean like give chuckles. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> no, you don't. No. You don't even know. <laughs> all right, all right, damn, <laughs> man. Um, no, but and then I also, I don't know. Uh, it was funny one time. I was with my wife and and one of our friends and they were asking me what my love language was because we were talking about that topic and I could not think of what to say. And then I was trying to think about it. I was like, I like it when you like you like leave me alone when I'm not doing when I'm kind of <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't and it came off bad. It didn't even come off the way I meant it. It was like when yeah, I'm not yeah, feeling yeah. good, she just doesn't bug me like like, and I like that. Me it. <laughs> and, but it sounded so, it sounded like, like, oh, I like it when you just leave me alone. <laughs> He's a douchebag. Uh, I'm glad no, you but... brought that up, though, because most people listening have no idea what love language is. Yeah. So, like, I still, like, I mean, I guess I would say maybe, like, I like being able to, like, cuddle with her, like, on the couch and watch TV and stuff like that, or just talk or whatever. Um, yeah. So, a little bit of, I guess, physical touch and just like you said that quality time yeah Yeah. and what you got my man for me man um what's crazy is i'm i'm an emotional driven person but uh i don't know quality time is like my number three my top two really are words of affirmation for me Uh, i know i'm doing good for my family just by looking at them but like i i love hearing 
their appreciation through word because obviously you, you can get it sometimes physically but just for me hearing the words come from their mouth let me know that they took the time to think of something and come to me to tell me it right mm-hmm. so like thanks for this or thanks for that or you know you're doing great at this it just it kind of drives the ego a little bit helps the libido yeah. um but that's that's probably my number one it's just words of affirmation so i don't want to get on this topic too much because i know ian got some things planned for us but the it's cool to know your love language. The real secret is, do you know the love language of your spouse? That's what we're going to next. So oh, oh, th- thanks for the segue. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I didn't know so, what you had planned, but no, I was like, no, hey, you're wait good. A that, okay. that was actually number two. And that's the real, that's the hardest part. I think for a lot of people, like you just, you're stuck in this one way for so long. Um, and then you, you have this person that you're attracted to, uh, physically and emotionally to a certain extent, but then you get to the point where it's like, you're just trying to love on them, hug on them. And then you're this Chris, the, the, the other person's Chris. You're like, you know what? I need space. They give you the Heisman just because that's not their style. So it becomes, um, I mean, I'm trying to put words together off of a, a Ted talk I saw, but they say, be careful, not crushing. Like you have to accept, acknowledge their style of love, but not crush them to like mold them into the person that you that you are as a lover you're, right you're forcing your it's easy we force yeah. our love language onto yeah. others and then we expect them to take it mm-hmm. yeah yeah yeah, so yeah that's, so, go ahead Vic. oh no i was gonna say um it, it took me a while to learn my wife's love language um so we used to clash a lot in the beginning like I would do something and I was like, and that wasn't what she was like expecting. I was like, damn, that was something I would like, you know, like, <laughs> but I never like connect when I was younger, like when we were like in the early twenties. Um, and so, uh, so it, it took me a while. So here's a good, here's like a good, like, um, example. Desi would, we'd be like, we'll get into an argument. Desi's like, you're just not loving me. Right. We all been to that point. I'm not feeling love from you. Right. And I'm like, what are you talking about? I give you quality time. I'm, you know, physical touch. I'm loving you, giving you quality time. I love you, baby. And we, we really couldn't understand where this was rooting from because we weren't trying to work on our, our marriage and our relationship. So we have, we are clueless. When you're closed-minded, like you're just clueless about a lot of things that you should be doing, but you just don't know what you should be doing. So there's a lot of frustration built up. And I, we kept going with this battle. She's like, you're just not loving me. And she could really couldn't explain herself. I couldn't explain myself because, man, I'm giving you my love this is my love like what's wrong with you can you not see everything i'm doing for you is it not good enough and so i feel inadequate i'm really giving her my love and then when you start to realize so this brings let me bring it back because i think ian made a good point ian this is where you need to enter a quote or this is where i need to before you enter the quote we need to come to the exception that when we are growing up we are downloading other people's perspectives of what things should be like. We don't go to school for relationships. School doesn't teach you relationships. It doesn't teach you spouse work and, you know, building that to make sure that that's good. So we are, we only learn from what we see, right? What our parents gave us, what you may see your neighbors act like, or whatever the case may be, that Mm -hmm. is all you know. You're not really, you're not, you don't have no education, like Ian said, about this. And so you just think that you because you see something, this is what it should be. And so help me go around where I was at with this. Ian, you said a quote. What is the quote by Einstein? 
Yeah. So Einstein says, um, and this can apply to everything, but for relationship purposes, you can not solve a problem with the same level of thinking that got you there. Okay. So me and Desi, we kept arguing about this. If we aren't learning or growing, it's just going to be a cycle of the same thing. We're not growing anymore. We, we're not trying to intentionally get better and it didn't start shifting. And so I started reading about, I didn't start, start self-developing. So that's when things started clicking. I was like, well, okay, wait, we're getting frustrated. You have a, you have love tanks. I have love tanks. I'm filling mine with yours and they're not filling yours. Yours are very empty. I'm not filling what you want. I'm giving you what I already have. That would have never clicked if I didn't do any kind of self-education about relationships. And I think that's where most people in general stand because at age 18, what happens at age 18? We stop becoming students. You literally stop learning. And then so well, all I the mean, if you go to college, then maybe say two, well, how, how many people go to college, brother? I mean, it's like still, but you're <laughs> yeah. not learning about relationships unless you're specifically yeah. going to psychology. So you're st- we're still talking about the masses. Whenever you have an issue, you just stop learning. And no school system is going to teach you about self-development. No school system is going to teach you how to handle relationships, obstacles, problems, financial literacy, none of that. And so whenever you have a problem, we don't ever go to self-education because why? At age 18, what do we do? We shut just shut things off, dude. We just shut things off. And you only want to open your mind to where you're trying to go. Like now it's like career, money, 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 focus, my job, job, promotion, promotion, job. Like that's like everything else is on the back burner. Everyday life. Yeah. So self-education is definitely key. Um, But one thing I think all of us, majority of us have a hard time simply doing one thing. And that's just simply asking. We'd rather assume something than ask. So like you're battling, battling, and you're assuming that you're loving her the right way when a quick and easy fix is, you know, babe, I love it. I'm doing this. Clearly it's not working. How do you want me to change it? What do you need me to change? What What do you see as love? And then boom, list comes, you know, at that point, okay, what I do or what I like is not her style either. Yeah, for me, it's something I learned. Um, like, like, yeah, speak, all that is like super true. Um, and then uh, for me, it was just being more, um, you got to be more uh, paying attention to details, like listening. Uh, so like my wife, and she does that today. And I, I still like need to improve on that. She'll say things. She'll like say things, hint on things. And like, sometimes you don't catch on. I, uh, I don't know if it's because I'm a man, but um, but you gotta be, uh, gotta pay attention to, to the hints, to the details, the things are like, it could be any relationship, it could be romantic, it could be friendship, it could be family, any hints, um, uh, that, uh, will kind of, kind of give you, right. The signals of what it, what, what their la- love language is, what do they like? Um, uh, what do they prefer? What makes them happy? What makes them, uh, tick? What makes them, well, you know, what makes them angry? Right. Uh, we're, we're talking about what the good things, but also you got to learn not just their love language. You got to learn what makes them upset. What makes it go, the thing go downward. That's, you got to know. That's alluding to what Ian's talking about. You got to go straight to the source. You can't just yeah. try to pay attention and assume that goes back to assuming you're mm-hmm. like, Oh, well this did this and that did that. That's all assumption. Hey, babe, 
you got to go straight to like you got to at least put your pride to the side you're doing something wrong take ownership something's wrong and go straight to the source and as much as we I mean, don't okay as much as we try to we cannot read minds <laughs> there's no oh, magic power shoot. and yeah. it's not it's not oh, it's not a man thing i think i think everybody does it regardless of the combination of the uh, of the spouses on each side everybody tries to like mind read or expect the other to mind read like steph jokes with me i'm like why didn't know you want me to do that and she'll be like well you you should have just you should have known you yeah. should have that's, what the that's actually what i was just <laughs> oh, about to talk I about i didn't know i had that power <laughs> but go like, that was actually what i was just about to talk about because com communication is the biggest thing yeah. but the problem is one party like one person in the relationship may hint at things where they think they're telling you what they're what they want but they're just telling you little things that are maybe related, but not actually telling you what they want. And the other person's like, doesn't catch on because oblivious, like me. I'm oblivious well, to a lot of things. Yeah. Because like, you're not actually specifying what it is that you want me to do or vice versa. And now you're, and then defensive. you get mad and then you get mad that they don't do it. And yeah. So it's like you said, you can't read minds. <laughs> that, that, that's um, what frustration occurs. Right. When like, one of the spouses like you know you should know or like i was hinting at you, you know, all this so how come you didn't catch on and the other person's like well i didn't know like you know then boom frustration like how do you avoid that right yeah, yeah people easy. are just more upfront about what they actually wanted things would be a lot smoother but that's not always easy to, to do or say so we'll be Six. like a steps like let's say there's like, okay yeah, yeah. The first step is setting expectations with your spouse like i'll give you a Clean example, last baby we had, baby Kai, Desi was getting frustrated with me in her head of why I wasn't being more of a help. Why wasn't I changing diapers? Why wasn't I reloading things that need to be reloaded? How come I'm not helping? And in my head, I felt like I was helping. I felt like I was changing the diapers when needed. I felt like I was giving her her time. I, so she was getting super frustrated. I was getting super frustrated because getting mad. And then I was like, this is at the point where I already started reading. I was like, oh, boom, I figured it out. Um, we need to have some expectations set. What exactly do you want from me so I can give it to you? So now we learned. Baby, no, last baby, baby number four, she's like, baby, I'm going to have this basket and it's going to have diapers, it's going to have water, it's going to have snacks, it's going to have all my essentials that I need. I want you to be sure every night that this is full. She's laying out the expectations. She's telling me everything that I need to know so I can be successful on her end. And so now I'm not blindsided when she blows up. I'm aware. So if she gets mad and the stuff is not being met, I can't get mad at her. Oh, I got because I committed to these expectations. We agreed upon it. Thank you so much. There was great communication on both sides. We both understand. And so that's the first step is you got to set guidelines and expectations. We all have expectations of the people who we want to call our spouse, right? It's called dating. We have these expectations. There should be expectations inside your marriage to keep it going. Like, why stop? Yeah. Yeah, that's good. One of the, to add to that to uh, to the expectations is um, for me, uh, I had like a similar situation, different. So my wife's a big germaphobe, super germaphobe. Like, uh, 
Like, which is why she didn't kiss you after Chinese food. Probably, boy. (laughs) That makes a lot of sense. (laughs) No, she developed bad germophobia. She saw the crusty lips. She was like, (laughs) do some chapstick, dog. Let me help you out. Bro, what's going on, though? (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, but um, it was a situation to where my son was eating, was then eating in his chair, and then he was throwing all the food on the floor. So she was telling me uh, directions and stuff like that. Hey, can you help him? So I put him down, and then he was eating stuff off the floor. So, and he's like, stop doing that. Like, stop him. And to me, I didn't act, I didn't react quickly enough to, to that. So I was like, so in her mind, and this is what I'm gonna get to is she thought I was letting him do it. Uh, Cause she knows for me, it's not a big, that germs is not a big deal. So in her mind, her perception was he doesn't care what, I, he doesn't care about me, my feelings, what I, what, this is so important to me. He doesn't care. In my mind, I'm like, oh, I'm getting this done. I'm going to do it. But in her mind, I didn't react fast enough. So setting expectations, but also making not only just on the content, but how you actually do it. Like, 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 don't wait. Like, you know, like, let's say the basket. Right. Um, what if you don't do it at the time that she wants you to do it? Like she expected to do it not only in the morning, maybe you're doing it in the evening and then that bursts into an argument again. So no, no expectation, but specifically when you do it. So we had a, we blew up. I'll tell you, we blew up, boy. That that was a big blow up. We had a big fight. Yeah. Uh, but then like, we, we didn't talk. We gave ourselves space like two days and then came back and, and, and talked to One other thing I want to add to is if there is like too much clash, you guys need like a little like, all right, I, I, have, I have programmed myself to, and that's in all situations, to, especially with my wife, because we at, at a moment in time, we, be, we have big personalities. It's come to a point, I'm a very male guy, but when I, when, I, when I blow up, when I reach a point of no return, I'm super savage. And like, I say things that I regret. I think everybody gets mm. to right. that point, brother. Tim. That's a good. That's a good yeah. segue, Vic, because point number three yeah. for me was actually uh, they call it, called it emotional regulation, and it's yeah. understanding the feelings that you have. Intelligence. Yeah. yeah. So it's kind of just keeping them in check, uh, accepting what you're feeling, and tolerating it, but don't let it get to the point to where you say that one thing, and literally when it's all done, two minutes later, you're like. I, I shouldn't have said that I could have made my point a different way because not only does it 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 does if you can tolerate it and keep it in check the the argument's still there but it's done and it didn't end worse than it should have but it also maintains a sense of self-respect for yourself and a sense of respect for your spouse as well so it doesn't you know you don't go down that deeper hole of just the abyss that you created by saying well she points at you and you say well you did this and then drops mic and walk off like that's that's just hell that's coming back around so Um, let let me go into this real quick when we argue man this once again everything we're talking about can be learned you have to put effort it's all developments all knowledge right and so one thing that changed our relationship, not just the love language book, but Jocko Extreme Ownership. Extreme Ownership. And oh, I, got that book. I flipped Desi like one day and I was reading and this is the book that just changed the game for real, for real. Because we would get into arguments and it'd be he say, she say, right? He said, she say. But when you take extreme ownership, you step out of your shoes and you look at your mistakes 
And then, you know, you know, you guys made a mistake when you blow up, like, you know, you made a mistake, but your ego and their ego, it doesn't allow you to say sorry or take extreme ownership. And so you go off on one, two days, three days of not talking. And it's because who's going to talk first. Who's going to do like you play this game that we've been playing when we were kids, right? Because we learned this as kids because we have no sense of how relationships work. So as teenagers, you do something wrong. I'm mad at you. You're mad at me. Who's going to cave in first? And even gets to the point where it's so dumb that we don't, I don't even, I forgot what we were arguing about, bro. That's how you know how immature you're acting, right? And so we were doing this to age 26 until I started self-development, started actually looking into it. So like I said, if you're not putting new programs and softwares, you're not going to get any better. You're probably going to get worse. And so taking extreme ownership at this point now, when we blow up or something case may happen, it's a light switch. I take extreme ownership. I'm like, baby girl, wait a minute. I you know what? I'm sorry. Hey, I know you're mad, but I need to let you know, not just I'm sorry, but I'm going to take everything on me. I should not. This is the things that I should not have done. I apologize right now. I'm looking at you. We don't even need to go on two days, three days. Like we don't, we don't need to do that because that is time that we don't have. You could be like, I always go back. You could be gone tomorrow. How would I feel about that? So the, now I do get, you do need a little grace period, but one to two days, three days, four days, yo, put your ego to the side. You need to take some extreme ownership and y'all got to, we got to work through this. Like, like mature people. I wouldn't say mature people. We know better because now we are reading back then we didn't know better. So like it, we didn't know better, but now we know better how to handle these situations. And I make mistakes all the time, fellas. And y'all know that I'll be the first one to be like, Ooh, I'm sorry. Hey, how can I get better at this? because I don't want it to linger. There's no sense for it to linger. It doesn't make any sense. It does nobody any good. Yeah, yeah, so, and, let's right, calm and, down. Get yeah, I was gonna out. say. Yeah, go ahead. I was gonna say, uh, your relationship can't be a competition. So, I mean, you Ooh. can't just keep going back and forth and like trying to one smooth. up each other because in the end, there's not gonna be a winner. There's just gonna be two losers. Oh, say it again, oh, say it again. You're what? Jesus. Where's this at? <laughs> Stop time. Uh-huh. Say it again. Uh, I, I said uh, your relationship can't be a competition because if you keep trying to one up each other, in the end, there's not going to be a winner. There's just going to be two losers. And it happens, right? It's like you feel like it's a competition. Like I need to win. Like I'm right. Like, but what Jonathan's saying, what you're saying is that you guys take ownership. You got to step back and say, okay, what did I do wrong? I need to own that. Right. You got to be what is that humility? You got to be like humble yourself. Oh, humble pie is a lot. It's hard to swallow. <laughs> yeah. Hard to swallow. But, thick. but huh? So yeah. Humble pie yeah. is thick. Yeah. So um, to add to that, I was going to say for me, um, what I've learned um, uh, and I haven't dug deep in the books as far as relationship books um, like y'all have um but um it's just uh you learn from experience i mean that's how majority so of people try to learn yeah i know i'm the mellow like i'm like the calm person in the relationship i can i can speak to you like this we could be having a heated debate but my voice don't change i'm like oh, not me so my wife is different <laughs> she goes to 100 like boom she's like emotional off the top not even not women are emotional i mean use emotion anger is an emotion right i don't want to yeah. say women are emotional don't want to get there but just say <laughs> it's not just women it's just emo like yeah. in general yeah. it's specific to women yeah i'm just like her so in our relationship quick in our yeah. dynamic i'm the middle guy she's like the 100 um 
So uh, I have to like bring her down from 100. So my, what we kind of just worked out is like, I said, we kind of talked about it. I said, all right, when you get upset and I see you at 100, I'm going to step back. We're going to like calm down and be like, let's take a quick little grace period, a little break. Let's, let's just calm down because she won't think she's just super upset. You, like, you can't make that clear. You can't make yeah. good decisions like, when you get that yeah, hot. Like nothing's coming in. Like nothing's you, coming in. <laughs> so Desi's the same way. Desi exact same. We're both the exact same way, but I learned how to dial it back down real fast so I can see, yeah. oh shit, this is what I did. Desi, she'll take it up there. But I know Desi, she's not so, Desi doesn't like humble pie. And she could tell you real fast, this is one thing that she's working on is taking ownership because I'll be the first one in every, in every problem we have, I'll take ownership right off the bat. And I know she's working on it. So I'll let her slide. And she knows she, but she, she takes ownership an hour and a half later when she can Mm -hmm. able to think and, Mm -hmm. you know, I'll get a long text message. Uh, those essays boy you get those essays oh i get those essays (laughs) she's all like okay (laughs) she needs she needs time she needs at least a good hour or two to kind of step back so let her emotions calm down because when you're when you run with your emotions it's not great because you're so narrow 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 you're you become a victim right you become a victim you're you're being attacked but when that comes down that's when dazzy's like oh okay I get you. And I'm more just, let's just nip it in the butt. Like, I'm sorry right now. And this is why, and I take extreme ownership. I should not. Right. Yeah. Like me and Chris are naturally like that. Remember we talked about our strengths mm-hmm. and weaknesses. We naturally try to get over things quick. Like, uh, but and there's relationships I'm talking with my wife, but just in general as well, my sister's the same way um, is that they, some folks don't get over things quickly. It's just not something that comes a natural so right. I want to combat yeah. that. I want to combat that because I'm zero to 100. Desi's zero to 100. But in this game of self-development, you got to evolve. There you go. You have to evolve because if I didn't evolve, we'd still be zero to 100 and we wouldn't be getting nowhere. So that is the game. If you're listening to this podcast, this is the game of self-development. You have to evolve. Like whatever you're doing now, you have to change it. You have to grow. So everything we say, if you're closed-minded, you're going to be in attack mode. You're going to be play victim because you might be doing some of these things. But it's a it's a necessary burn to maybe open your eyes like, ooh, I do that. Mm, I need to stay open-minded. Let me go ahead and be curious on how I can make myself better. You got to evolve, yeah. right? That's a good point. And, and one note that I kind of picked up listening to these these YouTube videos and, and books and things was um, – naturally fight or flight it's a selfish reaction to our body like you can't do that with a partner so when it comes to relationship that fight or flight little syndrome that pops up you need to be able to tame it um because again it's it's not just you um you you have a it's like a a, a, you're you're one now with somebody so your choice can't determine both people's outcomes um so when it comes to that because that's me 100 percent. the zero to 100 like i Steph calls me out and I hear it and I see it an hour later. I'm like, okay, yeah, you're right. I I bring up a problem and I just talk and I talk and I talk and I talk and I try and beat my point into her head to where she just shuts down. So it's not even constructive for me anymore because she's not hearing um, what I, the feedback, I guess I'm trying to say, which leads me to another point was connect before you correct. Like I'm not, 
I'm just completely pushing away her, her love language. And I'm not even valuing or value valuing or appreciating the, the things that she's trying to help me see in myself and understand in myself. Um, and anything that is coming from her, I see is like a negative feedback. Um, yeah. I want to add to that just on that point. Cause I was actually listening to a podcast, um, uh, with, uh, um, uh, Eric Thomas, where like sometimes like you, you, you get people in your life, they, they're, they're in your life to help you in some way in fashion form. All right. For him, he was saying how his wife like helped him. He didn't know it at the time, right. Was helping him in certain areas in his personality, in his life that needed improvement. And he would tell like, God, I need help with this. I need help with that. But his wife was actually the what helping him, but he was fighting it. He kept fighting like, nah, like, no, nah, this is why I should do it. You know, this is, you know, but um, this so, is my game. This is my, yeah. this, this is my game. Like you, you don't play this game. Yeah. But she's um, in the back. Until he accepted that, accepted his wife, like, like that, what he was helping or you know, like, not criticism, but like the feedback she was giving him. So he accepted that. Then he, then he started evolving. Evolving. He started yeah. Right. So sometimes it is, is the person you're with, like you're saying, like, like Ian, like you're not listening. Right. Or um, like your, your partner helps you evolve as well. Like listening to that other person, what they're saying, cause it does have value. Cause like you said, own up with your mistakes. And then that sometimes it's hard to swallow, but sometimes what the other person is telling you is right. You're like, damn, you're right. Like, I got to change this. And that's when evolution happens, right? Now, yeah, I do sure. want to say be careful because when we're speaking spouses, one person can't be grown and the other one cannot be. Like this needs to be yeah. a, a, an agreement upon, upon both of you, right? Y'all have to grow together. You're growing apart. That's one of the reasons why there's so many um, divorces is because the failure to work on relationship and grow together because we, we get older. Things change taste buds change your your mental game change everything changes and if you guys aren't forcing y'all together and growing through these things you're just going to be growing apart one person does it bro you already started a separation you already started a separation that you aren't seeing and then it's going to get further and further and further and further away and that's an issue with a lot of relationships is because they don't want to work on it. Like they don't want to put in the work to get past the difficult times. And that's, that's another reason why you see so many divorces is because they just want to stay in their, and like we were talking about comfort zone last week, like they just kind of want to stay in their comfort zone. They don't want to grow. They don't want to change their ways for the person that they're, that they supposedly love. So like if they're not willing to put in that effort, and both sides if they're not willing to put in the effort like like you said you're going to grow apart it's hard though chris because our culture we aren't raised to work on relationships it is hard like we're not raised it's not something that my family anybody's family does we don't read books about relationships we don't this is how we handle relationships and that's how you're going to go off in the world and handle relationships so that brings a good point because at age 18 or age whatever i just want to bring Let's just say I have a character, like uh, a made-up character. His name is, let's see, Isaac. Let's say Isaac. Yeah, let's just say Isaac. His name is Isaac, right? He's a kid, and he's going through a lot of bad relationships. A lot of bad relationships. 
And so the, your parents are like, Mijo, you're just choosing the bad relationship. You're just choosing, you're just choosing like, you're just choosing the bad relationships, right? Is he getting any better? No, I think he's bouncing from person to person, relationship to relationship. We're expecting yeah. him to know how to handle relationships. Like we're expecting this of him because we never knew it like this because we're expecting it because this is how we did it. We're just going to go through a lot of bad relationships and then learn off experience. Do you know how much heart and scar that you have to go through and how much walls mm. that you can be now be putting up every single time you go through these relationships That's when true. you can just learn about it at an early age, right? I wish this was in the school system, how to handle relationships with others, your spouses, your friends, because when you go out in the world, for some reason, we expect you to be good at relationships. We expect you to know how to handle money. We expect you to know how to do these things, but they're never taught. So we can't get mad at the kid, Isaac, for having these bad relationships. But the parents keep getting like, dude, it's not your fault, brother. Like, let's go back. Let's reevaluate. Let's actually learn and let's grow from this. Another yeah, big factor, I think, if you don't mind, Vic, um, oh, is there isn't like you said, Jonathan, there is no course or class that they teach us in relationships. So I think that's why it's so important for us now, especially who are parents right now, to get it down because your kids are seeing everything that happens between you and your spouse right now. So that's what they learn. So they see, you know, mom or dad or, you know, parent yelling at another parent uh, and disagreeing, yelling, arguing, then that's all they know. So they're going to take that into every relationship that they have. Whereas if you show love and affection and understanding and being able to just keep those emotions in check with your spouse, that's what they see. And that's what they're going to carry on. Yeah. Uh, uh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Good. All right. Okay. Uh, uh, <laughs> no, Vic. Go Vic. A little quick and I'll give it to you, Chris. One of yeah, the things you got to be purposeful. You mentioned children. I purposely have conversations with, with my son. Um, when he's upset, he does. He says some rude, a little, uh, little thing. I'm like, disrespectful type of thing. And I'm like, hey, bring it down. Let's talk about it. So there's one moment that he he blew up. I was like, he blew up at his mom, uh, and like that that like drove me like, oh my god, that that got that got me to 100. Um, so I uh, I said. I was super bad and I said, I did that, what I do, emotional intelligence. I was like, go to your room real quick. Go to your room real quick, just mm. go to your room. And then I followed up, I let him, he was tearing. He was, he was so bad, he was, he was crying. So, but I talked later, I talked to him and I said, hey, like we talked through, like, it, it's all right to get upset, to get, you know, it's, it's good, it's okay to get upset. Now what you got upset about, I'm not okay with, but you gotta learn how to handle that. So I, I was teaching him how to manage his emotions, how to communicate. I was like, if something bothers you, I know you're growing up, you got your own personality, you can be independent. You're not a kid no more. I get it, right? Um, and so, but like, you got to learn how to communicate. If something bothers you, tell me. Tell I'm not going to say, Dad, I, I hate that or it bothers me. I hate when you say this. I don't like when you say that. Or when you guys tell me how to do this and that. It's cool. Let's Let's talk it through. What's a better way to do it? All right. So I'm teaching him how to purposely have this conversation so he knows how to handle relationships better in his future and he's more successful in his relationships, you know, when he's out the house. Nice. Um, what I was going to bring up was um, Jonathan was talking about uh, Isaac. Uh, 
and he like every time he breaks up they're like oh you're gonna you just haven't found the right one and that that's something that we have to be careful with too because like you, you always hear oh there's plenty of fish in the sea and this and that but sometimes you have to i mean you have to look at yourself because how many times do you see someone that's been married like six times and it's never their fault it's always the i just other haven't person's found the fault. right one yep yeah i just haven't found the right one uh so like at some point you have to self-reflect and say like what am i doing wrong I made a where, post where, about what's that. Where I could, did you? <laughs> yeah, I made a post exactly like that because I did it in fitness. I tried yeah. all these workouts; they don't work. What was the common denominator? You, exactly. you, brother. <laughs> yeah, insight. Insight is key, and that's you. what I try and tell my daughter. Like, you know, she's she's in middle school, so like, Lord, I from like fourth grade until now, it's just like, oh, little boyfriend, this and that. He likes me. I'm like, no, you need to find Kendra now <laughs> because. <laughs> You got to find yourself, brother. Yeah, if you don't find yourself, then you really can't when you're of age and ready for it, you know, physically, mentally, emotionally. You can't truly give yourself to someone 100% uh, love-wise and and be okay. Like, if you're still trying to mold to someone else's need, then, you know, you're kind of SOL at that point. So we're going to relationships. We're, we're still speaking about relationships. But as far as family comes and being a father, I got one job as a father and that's the so i think it more i'm i think more of a primal way of raising my kids so if you see it on you know discovery channel their main role as maybe uh, a tiger or a lion they have their cubs right they got to teach their cubs to how to do what well survive the real world right is their main role is to make sure they have all the tools necessary that they go out and survive the real world so i treat it the same way now, I, I expect my kids to have failures and mess up, and that's – I love it. Like, I love it. Let's learn from it. But I have to make sure that my kids, when they leave this nest, that they are already working on all these things to make sure that they are going to be as good to go as they possibly can. Now, they're not going to be perfect, but we work on relationships now. We work on financial literacy now. We, we work on entrepreneurship. We work on working out. We work on everything that you need to kind of – have a good strong foundation so that when you go out there, you're going to be how to cook for yourself. Right. Like how, like all these basic things, putting the toilet seat down, cleaning up after yourself, working out, keeping the, your forever student mindset, learning that stuff now so that when they're out there, they have a stronger possibility of doing whatever they want to get through these things because we're working on it now. And I think that's super important. Anybody out there, we just can't expect, expect our kids to go out and learn how to cook we can't just expect our kids to learn about money and it's really hard when you don't even know about money yourself mm-hmm. so there's a lot of this Damn. expectation that you want your kids to do but you can't even do it yourself so this is the if you're listening to this podcast i hope that forever learning about whenever you have an issue or problem be so curious enough to find out, is there a solution or is there a better way? Yeah. Um, and now we're, we're mostly talking about, um, you mentioned family. Um, and so we're, we're mostly talking about just like spouses, right? Like in romantic relationships, but also you, we, we don't want to ignore that. You also have, you know, friendships, family. Ooh, let's go into friendships. Um, and so, uh, that is a big deal. Uh, I grew up not having 
I guess not uh, valuing friendships as much. I had to do, like, I kind of learned that. Um, my wife is different. She values friendships a lot. Like friendships to her is like really up there in her priority when it comes to relationships. Um, me, I'm a little different. I had to kind of work on it. Um, and so uh, with me, is like out of sight, out of mind. That's was, that is still a little like uh, something that I'm working on. Um, so from relationships and peace, from like friendships or family, if you're not around me, I'm probably not going to have contact with you. Um, Same. Uh, so that's something that I had to really work on, which I started really doing better a little bit last year, but this year is purposely calling my dad, calling my mom. They live in LA, California. Um, texting with my brother, my sister, maybe FaceTime here and there, asking them how they doing. Not just happy birthday when their birthday comes around, not saying happy Thanksgiving when it happens, you know, like actually making a purpose at least once or twice a month to have like build their relationship, even though they're not around. Um, so that's something that I'm, I'm working on. And also, like I said, don't, you know, it all happens at a time when a family member passes away. And then you see, you know, you hear a lot of people say, uh, man, I, I wish I could have spent more time. I, I wish I could have done this. Right. Um, so I don't want that to be me. Like, you know, I don't want no. it to be me. I want to be able to say, hey, you know, I, I did spend the time and stuff like that. I have regrets. There's some friendships that I've lost that I, I don't know how to get back, you know. Well, honestly, uh, that's that's you got to take that with a grain of salt. There's double sided blade there because as what we're learning right now in self-development. You have to be able to change your environment for you to get where you need to go. And if somebody is putting maybe just whatever, whoever they are, if they're not on that same playing field, they're going to be pulling you down. And it's not a bad thing, but you have to protect your environment. So if my goals and dreams and what I'm trying to do for my family is, you know, doing the blueprints, uh, leaving a, a legacy, right? Uh, generation wealth of being a 1% mindset and executor. If I have one person that's in my life who is just going through life, not really being intentional with what they want to do, that could now drain my energy, leak out into me. And actually, I kind of evolve a little bit with that person. And there's actually science behind it. There's so many studies in the book I'm reading right now. There's so many studies that you have to protect. Even though you may love that person, you have to be very respectful with your space, your energy, and the people you hang out with. Even if it's just that one person that you may be thinking, oh, they're going to catch on, they're going to catch on. You still opening yourself a small window of gaining what they're doing and it, it could leak into your life and really destroy your life. There's a lot of studies that no matter how how much you love that person and not, I'm not speaking family, I'm speaking friends now, like circle of friends. Just want to put that in context that you just have to be careful where you surround yourself because that, that one quote of you are the sum of the five people you hang out with, it's so true. But they also said even that one person, even just one person who may be way down here, who doesn't intentionally want to ruin your life, but they're not on the same vision and the same path that you are with your life and what you're trying to do for your family, it could leak into your life. And really, it could be inch by inch, inch by inch, inch by inch. You may be able to see it every day, but in the course of six months, years, and two years, oh, it could potentially ruin your life. So you do have to be careful who you let around. Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say real quick before I knew you were going to say something. Is that, yeah, you got to know as well who to cut off and who to keep. Like, there's some. I'm people- not just saying like cut off, be completely savage, right? Because that's what I yeah. normally am to do. But well, you yeah, just have there's to know. relationships that are harmful 
So, yeah, boom, you put it, thank you, you know, that are harmful to you that you got to evaluate and say, you know, and, 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 you know, because you love that person, you don't want to do anything, but if they're harming you, right, like. It's unintentional. Yeah. They don't know they're harming you. It's kind of like you, you got to make a choice. But yeah, but there's some, when I was referring to just like unintentionally just like drifted, we were like super good but just unintentional, just, you know? Yeah. No, that's kind of what I was getting at too. So Jonathan, you make a good point is that if, if it's a, if they have a toxic personality and they don't know they are, they got to go because they're going to drain you, bring you down and deter you from your, your life goals. Right. But to Victor's point, uh, you said you don't know how to fix it. Right. And it's something as simple as sending a text message is saying, hi, or, Hey, how's it going? I know it's been a while because for someone that may have a mindset like mine, where it's really emotion driven and word of affirmation driven, I could, we couldn't have talked for two years and the fallout in my mind would have been like, okay, I did something wrong. And for those two years, I thought I might've messed up, but the simple text at that point, could literally save someone's life, not knowing what their, their, their background is or what their, how the life's going. It could save someone's life in a sense of like, you bring them back up. Like, man, I really miss this dude. He was my boy. Um, and they don't necessarily have to bring any quote unquote value to your goals. It's just the fact that that relationship is there and is a connection. Um, cause for me, I have, I have two friends and I've always had a really, really small circle. Like I'm a very caring person. Like if we're close, I got you back every single day of the week, but I'm also very, uh, cautious of who I let in my circle. So if you're in my circle, you're in my circle. Like if someone rolls up to your house trying to throw hands I'll be there in two seconds uh, but I have two friends there in high school and there's been times where um, we've just kind of drifted apart like just stop talking like one lives in Dallas one lives in Tennessee um, and I do my best just to be like hey dude what's going on we talk for like five minutes every week every other week uh, because I do it so that I don't get in the position that Victor brought up and you know God takes them early from this world I don't want to be like I should have talked to them more or man, I really missed them. Or, I wish I had a bit more time. So that's why I kind of do those things. Even a simple text. Hey, what's up, man? What you doing? You watching the fight? Watching I the love sports? that text because I have some friends that do that. Hey brother, I just want to make sure you're good. You straight. It's not like we have to be in my circle. Mm-hmm. Like you're, you're not in my circle no more. We used to be in the same circle. You're not anymore, whatever the case may be. But that text that I got, I was like, Oh shit. Hey, Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Like that was, that was enough to let him know. And I think in, in Chris's book right now, how to influence, a, how to influence, a, how to win friends and influence people. Yeah. I think that's actually in there is make sure you're keeping tabs on the people that are around you because they, like Ian said, you never know what the situation may be. They might need it. And that could yeah. help somebody, but I yeah. want to go. Yeah. What's up, I was Chris? just going to say, yeah. Cause I've always been someone like, um Vic's wife like my 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 relationships with people are very important to me and just like when you put in all that effort to try to keep in contact with them and and they might not respond back or they or they just very short with you it's like it is draining and like it's not that you don't care about them you know they don't it's not that they don't care about you but there is a certain time where um you just need to stop trying with certain people like and if you might you could still throw a text out here and there but you're not really going to expect much from them 
Yeah. So um, what we got? You want to let's want to wrap it up. Want to make some good tangible points? Oh yeah, let's do that. Yeah, let's do that. Popcorn style. What's one takeaway? I think I'll drop it off first. Is that whenever you got a problem, you got, you need to what? You need to be curious and you need to find is there a better way? Like whenever you have a situation, a problem, anything that's going on in your life, be curious enough. Is there a better way? And go do your research. YouTube, books, some, a mentor. Go pay for a class. Go get professional help. Yeah, the other thing is just uh, know the other person's love language, right? In a relationship, um, learn, uh, you know, what, what, uh, what you know, their words of affirmation, they like gifts, um, you know, all those things. I'm sure you, you, you put in the time to know that person. And uh, what to Ian's point, she mentioned, just go to the source. Go to the source. Ask the questions. Have that conversation. You know, take some humble pie. Let's do it. Mm. Um, yeah, I would say just leave the competition on the court or on the field. Like just, just your, your, your relationship is supposed to be a unity. So don't, don't make it into a competition. That was, that was a good one. I'm going to uh, oh. screen record that. <laughs> That's going on the IG for sure. No, for me, man, um, the big nugget was from Jonathan's example, just setting those boundaries and guidelines. I find myself, uh, doing, um, not enough of that. I just think it's my way, the highway, and that that ain't that ain't man. It's not gonna work that way. I will I will drive this ship into the depths of the ocean if I keep doing that. So, um, all right, boys, that's a good topic. It was nice. I liked it. Uh, so final Super Bowl predictions with scores, Jonathan. What you got? I want a high scoring game, like you said. I want at least 45, 50 points, thirty six. Um, I want I want them both to go at it, man. I want to see best of the arms. Let's go. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with down to the wire. One or two possessions. One to one down to one. Every, like both of them have a possession left in the game to win it. That's what I want. Yeah, Chris. Mm. I'm going to say 38-27 Chiefs. Ooh. Mm. I like that. I like that. I'm going to go... I'm going to go 35-42 bucks. Mm. I think Mike Evans is going to have about a buck 50, two touchdowns, a little extra stats for everybody. But, okay, cool, 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 cool. Um, for the week, what you got, Vic? Uh, let me see, week one. Uh, so I'm actually going to work on um, get busy right here. Um uh, helping my wife soft launch of her uh, uh, charcuterie boards. Charcuterie. I, I, I learned how to pronounce the word. It's not charcuterie. Uh, charcuterie. <laughs> Still working on it. Uh, but, um, <laughs> yeah, I just kind of do a little soft launch uh, last night, like a little thing going on. So we had a friend um, that went aboard, and then we made it. So um, so now, like, all right, just let's just do it. We got, you know, so so a little soft launch, a lot to work on. Uh, we already got a bunch of orders already. I'm like, dang. Um, so, um, uh, but I'm gonna building a website. Uh, we already bought some stuff on Amazon as far as material to get it going. Um, again, it's a soft launch, not a big launch. Um, so we're gonna do a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, but uh, yeah, man, that's that's really what I'm gonna be focused on. Uh, nice, nice, nice. Chris, what you got for the week, my dude? Uh, just work, errands, 
and trying to get my reading in. My yeah, that's pretty boring lately. <laughs> Nothing exciting. <laughs> John, <laughs> what's going on over there, brother? Well, right at the I didn't I didn't tell you guys. Victor knows, but I know Ian and Chris. You've been actually waiting as much as I've been waiting. The day after my uh, my son was born, I got a call from my whole entire team. I got promoted to AD finally. Let's go. Congrats. Good stuff. You know, I've been talking about that for almost a year and a half. And so since I've officially got promoted, now I have um, training modules that I got to do for the, the rest of the week. And so I'm in, I'm in learning mode some more. Death by PowerPoint. Nice. Congrats, dude. I'm really happy to hear that, yeah. brother. Yes, sir. Now, yes, sir. For me, uh, reading the eight to five um, and just preparing mentally for this. This baby home stretch got two months. April Ooh. 9th, I think, is go time. So, um, just getting stuff together on the house um, and even a house situation. So I rent. I don't. I don't own my home. So we're trying to figure out if we can stay here for another year. Because I'd rather uh, not move two month with a two month old. So, no, cool. But me neither. <laughs> 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 As a different podcast. As a different podcast. <laughs> But all right, ladies and gents, uh, yeah, Valentine's Day coming up. Um, the best of luck to to everybody with spouses or significant others. Um, just remember to uh, keep an open eye, open ear, open heart, because not everybody loves the way that you do. They don't express love the way that you do. Um, so you got to get better for, for yourself and for your significant other. I'm going to leave you with a quote from Helen Keller. She says, the best and most beautiful things in this world cannot be seen or even heard, but must be felt with the heart. As always, we appreciate you being here today. Until next time, peace and love.